Welcome everyone to Be Better Betters. I'm the host, Spanky. Thanks for listening. This episode of Be Better Betters kicks off Season 4. I can't believe I've been doing this for three years, entering my fourth year. Wow. Incredible. Took the summer off from podcasting, trying to launch Spank Cards, gear up for the football season. Uh, We'll address all that stuff as we go on. First off, uh, I want to just give a tribute to my man, Dinky, who just recently passed away, who was one of the first ever guests on Be Better Betters. Dinky is my brother, my mentor, my friend, confidant, you name it. Um, Me and Dinky have traveled all around the country, uh, watching wrestling shows, going to this, going to that. Came to my house, had dinner with my family. Um, I knew a lot of stuff deep about him. He knew a lot of stuff deep about me. We had an incredible friendship, an incredible bond. We both shared two very similar uh, passions. We both liked pro wrestling for a long time. We both liked sports betting. Actually, it was our occupation. So you didn't really find that combo uh, um, out there too much. Um, So um, I was so happy I could say goodbye to my friend. We had some great conversations the last month or two um, since he knew that, um, you know, it was uh, coming to an end. But let me tell you, he uh, he fought strong and he did what he had to do. And... um, you know, he was, um, he lived a great life and, you know, he supported himself just by gambling for uh, over 40 years. So um, if there's a, a model out there that, hey, can you do it? Can you work for yourself? Can you support yourself? And um, can you be happy and still do the things you love to do? That's what Dinky was all about. So I'm proud to call my friend and I believe I'll reunite with my man. One day when I get the phone call or the tap on the shoulder, as they say, um, I pass on. So um, I love you, Dink. If you could hear Be Better Betters up in heaven. So four seasons we've been together. Uh, three seasons. This is the fourth. You know, I um, when I first started this podcast, I realized there was a lot of junk out there. A lot of people didn't really, they just talked about the day's games. They talked about this and that. Nothing really important. So I put it, I made it a goal. I said, let me actually do something to make the listening audience become better betters. And um, that's what I did. I did a lot of Q&As. I brought a lot of guests that were professional sports betters, professional bookmakers, some a little bit of both kind of get the perspective from both sides of the counter, understand what it takes, going through losses, doing a closing line value episode, which is important, talking about building relationships. All this stuff is in the Be Better, Better archives. You can listen to it tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. It's still going to be applicable. Everything that we've done here on Be Better, Better is 
is timeless, is evergreen, is applicable today, as much as it is today, as it was when I first recorded it, and as it was 10 years ago, 15, whatever it is. So I urge everybody, for those that have been with me for four years, three going into our fourth year, thanks for sticking around. For those that are new, coming on to Be Better Betters, I urge you to check out the archives, pick an episode here and there. Nothing is, you know, it doesn't have, you don't have to listen to them in order. Um, everything kind of stands on its own. Goes kind of deep, and I just ramble on into my thoughts on what I think it is to be successful in the world of sports betting. I've developed such a big audience and gotten lots of accolades from a lot of people out there. Why? Not because I, uh, you know, I'm a charismatic uh, uh, guy or that because I got a pretty face. No, I got a face only a mother could love. But I know what I'm talking about, and I bring on people that know what they're talking about when it comes to sports betting. And, you know, I've already mentioned this on another episode, but it's a very big difference when you bring people on that talk about sports betting versus bringing people on that talk about sports. So many people out there know how to talk about sports. They'll mention a name here and this and that and, oh, yeah, this offense. And they might try to relate it into a sports betting angle. But at the end of the day, you know, they don't know what a half a point is worth. At the end of the day, they probably only have one out, maybe two outs. At the end of the day, what do they bet? Ten bucks, twenty bucks. And again, not to try to insult low-volume bettors or, or low bettors, but, the, you know, if you're going to be talking as if you're in a position of knowledge, if you're in a position of expertise, then, you know, as, as a sports betting, or to a sports betting audience, what I would look for is I would look for somebody that's a professional, that bets a lot of money, puts his money where his mouth is, bets a lot of money, knows his thing, respected by his peers in the industry, and um, and that's it. That, that, that's what, I, and hopefully I bring that to the table. And I, all, the, all the guests I bring on Be Better Betters, I kind of bring that to the table. So that to me is important. That's kind of why um, I've gotten the following on this podcast and we then, then um, that we've gotten. Um, everything you can listen to back, play it back. Everything is timeless. So I urge everybody to go back and check that out. Okay. So first, let me let, let me want to talk about Spank Odds, which is the new uh, company we just launched. Want to talk about um, uh, Bet Bash Three, which not really making any announcements, but the plan for that. And then we're going to talk about the start of the NFL season. So Spank Odds. Oh yeah. So this was a long time coming. Um, Spankots has been an internal program um, that we've been using in my office for years and years and years. And we just recently decided to kind of put it out there for the public. Why? Spank, if you're making so much money using Spankots, why share it? Great question. Let's do this. You know, I'll try to give a short and concise answer as possible. So 10 years ago, I would have never released Spankots. 15 years ago, no way. 20 years ago, absolutely no way. 
Why? Because 20 years ago, there was a lot of bookmakers that would only move on action. And um, it would be self-cannibalizing for me to release an odd screen that are not on your typical odd screen, like a Don Best or other odd screens, where people could see different line moves and be able to act accordingly and then bet that line and beat me to that line. Because the people that were running that sports book, that line, would just move based on that action. So if there was only a one rogue minus five there, everyone else was painted six, once the one person bet that minus five, the bookmaker would most likely move. So that would hurt me. Fast forward to today. That doesn't usually exist today for most bookmakers. Of course it does for a lot of them. But a lot of other bookmakers, they're going to hang a line and you could have 20 people hit that line. And most likely they won't move. Why? Because not, not every bookmaker is charting these days. A lot of bookmakers are relying on third-party uh, line sources, um, aggregate line sources, consensus line sources. They try to build something out where they just say, okay, you know, this should be the line. And as long as bookmaker A, B, C, D, and E have that line, that's going to be our line. So then it becomes a point in which, you know what, that line is available to a lot more people. Also, I don't have every out in the world. I can't, you know, I can't bet every line. So if I see a line from a sports book that I don't have, it kills me that I want that line. So I figured, let me launch Spankods, maybe one day charge for this thing. And um, by doing a subscription fee, I then could indirectly have a piece of that bet that a subscriber uh, would be betting just by, uh, even if it's such a small piece, but by getting, you know, indirectly in my mind via the subscription fee. I made the announcement that Spankods is going to be free till at least the Super Bowl. Um, I want everybody to enjoy it, everybody to use it. A lot of people say, oh, thank you, Spanky. Oh, you're doing great work. You're so nice. You're so kind. I'm trying to launch a business. Um, thank you for saying all that stuff, but I'm going to be real. Everybody got a right to earn, and as do I. And I'm doing this to eventually try to earn to this product. Um, but in order for me to earn to a product... I have to have people try it, and I want people to try it and not just try it, but like it. And in order for me to do that, I got to put it out there for let people to wet their beak, get a taste. Once they get a taste, they like the taste. Then maybe one day I'm like, hey, listen, you like the taste? You had it for a little while. Maybe you could throw a couple of coins my way, and uh, we could all be happy. But the first step, of course, is for everybody to get a taste. And that's what we're doing. Everybody's trying it. Got thousands and thousands of users. People love it. And a lot of people, come, you know, I, I hear a lot of people, they send us messages. This line is wrong. That line is wrong. Your half times are wrong. This guy doesn't have this line. You know, we just launched. Just launched. Uh, a couple, a week ago. Maybe 10 days ago. As of this recording. Um, you know, give us a break. Give us a second here. Everything's going to get good. We're going to get, you know... You know, oh, this this is worthless. I can't, this is not good. And you hear all these complaints. We're young. It's a free product. You want to bitch and, and send us a message on a free product? Go use something else. If I'm charging you and there's so many problems, that's a different story. But if it's a free product, just use something else. Be patient. We're, we're, we're trying to develop so many different tools, so many different ways, trying to get so many different sports books. On, uh, uh, on the spank odds that, you know, it just takes time. And um, 
you know, believe me, I wanted a lot of things working before we launched, but then we would never launch. I'm a perfectionist in that sense. But I realized, I said, listen, I, we got to put this out there before football starts and come what may, and then that's it. It is what it is, and there's a lot of things we still need to work on, and we're going to get there. Um, it's going to be a different product a month from now. It'll be another different product two months from now. It'll keep evolving, getting better, listening to user feedback. But uh, be nice about it. You know what I mean? Don't. Uh, it's it's again. We're trying to do this to, for the benefit to make you know to make it so that we put a great product out there. Because I will not. You know I can't. I'm not going to sell shit and and expect people to give me money for it. No. We want to make it the best it could be, and people aren't going to buy it unless they earn to it. They're spending X on spank odds. They better be making X plus Y, um, and that Y should be a significant amount, or they won't pay X. So we're all trying to do. We're all trying to achieve the ultimate goal to try to make spank odds the best it could be, and that takes time. There's so many features. I gotta probably do. I've done a couple of Twitter Spaces. I might do a video. We gotta write a manual because there's so many features. A lot of people don't understand them all. The people that have used Don Best or another odd stream before probably would, but uh, we should probably write a manual, you know, kind of understand the importance of why, not just how, but why this is important, why that, why that is important, and so on and so forth. So um, we'll get to that eventually. Um, all right, Bet Bash. Um, Bet Bash 3, we're looking to plan it for next year. We don't know yet. Um... I'm hoping to have it back in Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to be meeting the circuit crew, talking to them. And uh, got a couple of backups just in case, but I really want to work with the circuit guys. Those are my friends. Um, and I got nothing but respect for them, the way they handled the second bet bash. They did a great job. So hopefully we can bring it back to Vegas and um, for bet bash three. Um, you know, it's it's... Since Bet Bash ended, you know, it's it's been uh, really I've been focusing more on spank odds and just on family time. So <clears throat> we got to make it so that um, that Bet Bash kind of now takes a little bit of a front of a front roll um, in the next several uh, weeks and months to come. But we'll I'll, of course I'll update on this podcast. Follow Bet Bash at Twitter at Bet underscore Bash. And to come out, for those that don't know what Bet Bash is, it's a sports betting and gambling networking event where you get to meet other fellow gamblers, bookmakers, legends in the business, and you get to learn and, and, and interact and, and network and um, just talk and make new friends. Um, the amount of connections that have been made on this last Bet Bash has been absolutely incredible. So many people have made connections to try to increase their wealth and to try to increase their network and to try to increase everything. Everybody's made connections. So um, to the pros, they loved it. To the amateurs, they loved it. To, to a little bit of both, everybody loved it. I, you know, we got some such great reviews. I've already done a podcast reviewing Bed Bash, um, so I don't want to go rehash all that. But um, I uh, I urge everybody to think about coming to the next to Bed Bash 3 if you want to try to step up your game and... Uh, and increase your network to become, to be better betters. Everything ties in, it seems. All right, so the football season once again is upon us. NFL season. Um, 
So, you know, when it comes to this NFL, and every, every time a season starts, everybody gets excited. But there's no bigger buzz than the NFL season, the football season in America. It's the biggest thing going. Everybody's excited. And you could put on any news channel, sports network, ESPN. You could put, there's so many people talking. Everybody will talk and talk about what they think this team is going to do and that team and this. and You know, so this is probably going to be unpopular, what I'm about to say. Some people probably disagree with it. Um, well, that's fine. That's why it's my podcast, not yours. So I'm entitled to my opinion. But um, I think everything that all these people talk about is absolute bullshit. Absolute garbage. Um, I think winning at the NFL is close to, if not nearly impossible. When I say NFL, I'm talking about sides, full game sides. Even totals has gotten a lot harder, but full game sides especially, um, it's very, very hard to do that. And again, you know, if you listen to my closing line value episode, CLV, um, you realize, you know, you could listen to 10, 20, 30 different guys, and you can listen to their new... There might be very charismatic guys, individuals, good-looking guys and gals out there in this business. Talk, they know all the players' names. They'll talk, and they'll say, yeah, this and that. And uh, they'll act like they know what they're talking about, and they have a good script. They can, you know, they're very good. They could sell themselves. They could sell an Eskimo ice, sell sand on a beach. Very good at what they do, but... At the end of the day, you got to remember, this is very important. These NFL lines are shaped by people betting millions and millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And the people that bet a lot of big money on the NFL are uh, usually the, the, the people that shape the market are groups of quants, quantitative analysts, um, financial guys, um, very smart individuals. So, you know, you got to just think about it. And the bookmaker's taking big limits. So you couple all that together. And it just, just it always just doesn't make sense. Do I think, let's just say me, Spanky, a football fan, which I'm really not, but let's just say I was. I'm a football fan. I'm going to listen to, you know, Becky. I'm just making a name up. Becky the better. And she's going to tell me why the Giants are going to cover the spread this week. Do I really believe that Becky the Better, who, you know, did her research, read a couple of insider-outsider magazines, watched a couple of things, and took all this shit, do you think Becky the Better is going to give me information that is already not factored into that sports betting line that has been shaped by guys betting millions of dollars? Absolutely not. Even if it's a professional sports better, I don't care who it is. You think that that person is going to overcome the once one one pro talking about football lines. And I'm not going to mention names, but one pro, whether it be a podcast or a show or whatever, you think that that person is going to know more than the people betting millions, the nerds that have room, uh, the the room full of quants. 20, 30 guys working on this shit. You really think that that one guy 
is going to know better. It could be. Nothing's impossible. But it's highly improbable. And if we're working with numbers, you got to go, you know, prob think probabilistically. you got to say, you know what, probably not. So listen to this one guy bullshit and talk about this and that. It's not worth it. So I think it's a waste of time. Now, if you're a fan, you like to listen to this shit. You like to talk, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm going to place my bet. Go ahead. That's if you're trying to bet for fun. You think, okay, I listened to this guy. I really like what he says. His analysis makes sense. That's the beauty of it. Everybody has a right to an opinion, your analysis. If you like one guy's analysis and that's the thing that kind of gets you excited, go ahead. But telling you from my vantage point, giving you how, as a professional betting group, you think my guys listen to all these bullshit artists talk about why this team's better than that team? We don't do any of that shit. We're looking at line moves all day, and we're just trying to catch the wave to try to make sure that we have the best of the closing number. And the NFL, it is not easy. Barring injuries, of course, it is not easy. Because that number's as tight as could be. So I just want to make sure everybody's aware of that. In the quest to be better betters, your first step is to, and again, it's going to be unpopular, is to not bet NFL sides, not bet into a highly efficient market. Um, most likely, most likely, it's not impossible, most likely you can't beat that line. You can't. And you can just look at it and do a closing line value. Monitor all your, all your bets and see if you're beating a close consistent on the NFL. If you are, then hey, you might be onto something. If you're not, and you're still winning, that short-term variance, it's not going to last for long, and you're just on a lucky streak. See, that's the crazy part about the NFL. Even these, even these quants, these super, super data scientists, these guys that are building all these incredible models, the NFL season is so short and the sample size is so small that they think they might be onto something. But there's not enough data points to confirm usually. So sometimes it's even hard to quantify an edge. And then by the time you think you got something, you might need two, three years of data. It might already be reflected on the line. It's the, This is why, remember, the biggest thing is this is, you know, I've always been told. And this is just a, it's an obvious thing. The higher the limit the bookmaker takes, the smaller the edge the player has. It's really simple. If a bookmaker's taking big, big bets, more than likely you probably are, you know, are not, you know, have a really low chance of, of having an edge no matter which side you bet. If Circus hang a hundred dime limit on something, best believe I'm thinking twice before I click submit bet or before I, I go walk up to the counter and, and, and splat some money down on the game. Now, I still might have an edge. I still might be able to find one, but... Most likely when they're taking five or ten dimes compared to a hundred dimes, I'm more confident that my edge is going to be present. They don't, they, a bookmaker puts a high limit on the game when they have sufficient information to know that the number is the number. They've taken bets from enough sources to be confident in saying that I feel that this is a great number. I've had two-way action, or I've had a significant one-way action where I know that I'm intentionally lopsided, where I know that I'm going to have an edge no matter which side anybody bets. That's the bookmaker's goal. Not to balance the action, but to make sure no matter what side you take, he got the edge. 
to make sure that he gets to the closing line as fast as possible. And when that bookmaker does that, and he's taking a big limit, he believes he's there already. So if he believes he's there, you have to then ask yourself, he's taking 100000 He believes that's a number. I now have to think, am I going to be smarter than what this bookmaker, not just this bookmaker, but all the betters that have betted to this bookmaker. And again, on the NFL, particularly on game day, the answer is usually no. NFL opening lines a week before, different story. Lines are, and, and they're still, those lines are not even, I don't want to even use the word soft. Because the NFL opening line is still strong. But they're softer than the closing line, obviously. Betting NFL on a Sunday night the week before versus Sunday morning of is a different thing. But it's still, it's, it, the sport itself is still a tough sport to beat betting-wise. So I just want to reiterate that point. And um, I know so many people probably that listen to this podcast love betting the NFL. And I'm over here saying, you know what? You're probably going to be losing. Oh, wow. Thanks, Spank. Thanks for calling me a loser. I listen to Beat Better Betters. All you do is insult me. Call me a loser. That's not the point. The point is, is to try to... You have a menu when you're a sports better. The menu is vast. It is expansive. You can expand it. You have so many choices. Try to go after things, especially if you're starting off, where the sportsbooks offering the lowest limits possible. What does that tell you? He's the least confident on that line. That's where he's vulnerable. Then slowly but surely work your way up. Work your way up into different levels of sports when the limits keep getting higher and higher. But dare I say, there are very few, if any, human beings on this planet that can work their way up to be good at beating the NFL spread, at beating an NFL spread um, consistently. It just, it's just—it's—it's tough. It's hard. And when somebody says, "Oh yeah, look at my last two years," your last two years mean shit. There's just not enough games. Not enough games. Not enough sample size. I don't need to hear it. You show me the last ten years, maybe. Two years ain't going to cut it. Maybe five years will probably be enough. But it all depends how many games you bet in a week. It's just hard. It, it, it's such a tough sport to crack. And this is why the bookmakers love it. This is why everybody gets excited. Um, bookmakers would always tell me coming up in the business, if I could just open up for the NFL, that's all I'll need. I could open up September 1st, close right after the Super Bowl. I wish I could take the rest of the year off. They don't do that, you know, the old street bookmakers, just because they want to maintain business and make sure that, the, you know, the, the customers stick around for the next football season. Again, bookmakers still make money on the other sports, but nothing beats the NFL. Why? Because it's the toughest sport to beat from the betting standpoint. Um, so that's that. Please don't feel insulted. I'm just trying to make everybody be better betters. And again, this is how I look at things. It ain't law. It's just 22, 23 years of experience talking. And um, I think that's worth some. And also, to all those guys that make content, listen, I'm not trying to knock you out. I might have called you a dummy or a bullshit artist. You know you're not. Please, I know. When I get passionate, I might get a little bit too offensive. 
that's not the case. There's a lot of great media personalities out there. That's how they make their living. You know, they make their living talking about betting on sports, not betting on sports. Very big difference. A lot of people make their living not betting on sports, but they talk about betting on sports. But Spank, look at you. You're talking about betting on sports right now. Exactly. But I'm not making my living doing this shit. I get zero for doing this podcast. My earn comes from betting on sports. Dare I ask, are there other people out there in the space that make the living betting on sports? Not too many. Not too many. But I don't want to take that away from people. If you do talk about the NFL or you talk about, oh, man, that was such a great game, but this coach should have did this. I can't believe he didn't go for it on fourth down. All this chirping bullshit. How is that going to make you earn? That's all it comes down to. To be a better better doesn't mean to be a sports fan. Doesn't mean to even like the game. Heck, I fell out of love with sports a long time ago. I could care less. I don't enjoy it. But that's just me. And most of you are not going to agree with me. This is unpopular. That's how it is from my vantage point. I divorce myself from sports, from dramatics, from any of that shit, from what people are talking. Everything at the end of the day will always come down to the number that you bet. And if you got the best of the number, that's it. No matter what anybody talks about, no matter what anybody says, what number did you get? What are the close? Those are the two questions. What did you bet? What did it close? And then when you get to another level is how much did you get down at that awesome number that you got if it was an awesome number? That's the, those, those are the three questions. That's all we care about. That's all We're always questioning. How much can we get down? What day of the week in football? And um, can we beat the, can, can we crush the closing line and still last? So that's the, other, that's the next level question. The first thing is let me beat the close. Second thing is, how much can I get down? Third thing is, if I got down a significant amount and I beat the close, how long can I last? And then the PhD type shit, the PhD level that very few, if any, will get to is, can I win without beating the close? And that happens for a handful of people. Because then if you win without beating the close, not only can you get down a bunch, but you could also could last a very long time. This is not designed for the, for the people like that. I'm not trying to... We don't, we're not a PhD level. This is generic. Just try to beat the clothes last as long as possible. And, um, and get down enough to satisfy your appetite. All right. I'm rambling on and on. Hope I got the point across. Good luck and have fun. Um, sometimes I, when I talk about this shit, I'm not a fun person. I forget that I'm actually talking to people that like to just watch bet on games and have a few beers and they don't give a shit if they want to become better or not. And go ahead, knock yourself out. Whenever I go to a ball game or something, um, I also like to place a bet. That's the only time I'll, you know, place a bet where I know I probably don't have an edge. If I'm going to a ball game or something of that kind. Um, but uh, we all have, listen, when I go to a restaurant, I've said this before. You know, when I go to a restaurant, I'll order, me and my wife go out to dinner one night, I'll order a $200 bottle of wine. 
where I fully know, I fully know that I could buy that same bottle in the liquor store for $75, but I'll spend $200. I got the worst of it. I know that, but that's all right. You can't live life in every single thing we're trying to get the best of it. You just can't. There's certain points where you know you're getting the worst of it. We were just in Hawaii with my family. I got a private tour guide. I could have planned all that shit myself and spent a lot less money. But why? No, I'm going to get it because my time is worth it. So you get the worst of it sometimes. But this podcast is focusing on getting the best of it in the betting stance. So please understand that, that I just come from a professional better's perspective. Um, if you guys want to have fun, bet the games, enjoy yourself, knock yourself out. Go ahead. You just won't make money betting sports, but that's okay. Who gives a shit? Make money something else. You might be a financial stock, stock trader or a financial analyst or an engineer or a doctor, and you're already making millions and billions, and who gives a shit about this? You know, what are you, listen, what are you doing listening to my podcast for? Um, so if you want to have a good time, do what you got to do um, and have a good time. We got a lot of guests lined up for this season, season four. A couple of legends in the business, a couple of new folks. I try to make it fresh, trying to make it exciting. Um, we'll do another Q&A towards the end of the year, maybe sometime around Halloween, something like that. Um, I try to do only the Q&As once a year. Um, got too much to do that shit all the time, so I'll do that. Get a couple of guests on, some legendary bookmakers, guys I respect in the business, both regulated and unregulated. Um, again, I used to drop these things once a week. It's tough. It's tough. Um, and, and that's the reason why I don't take sponsorships. People try to pay me to run this podcast. You don't got to pay me. You know, I'm not going to be on your schedule either. I do it when I do it. And, um, you know. If uh, I, I try to get it around to it once a week, but it's probably once every other week. That's how it's going to work. Um, unless I'm feeling something, if something's on my mind, and I got to get a little crazy and talk to myself like I'm doing now, then I'll bang, bang it out and uh, we'll record another episode on the whim. But looking forward to another season. Um, maybe we could bring on some guests. I maybe want to do a live Be Better Betters Maybe one day where people could ask questions live, kind of like what I do on Twitter spaces. Sometimes I have these random Twitter spaces open where I just say, you know what, let's do some questions and answers. Let's talk about bets. Have a lot of people come on there and we talk and we go back and forth trying to help each other become better betters. I think that's something that should be uh, that should be a good thing. Maybe we start doing that and we, we make it a podcast episode. I think that's a good idea. I got to figure out how to do it, but we'll get there. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for the time. Until next time.